you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. And Gray. And Gray. And Marty. Gray? And... and Really? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, wonderful. It's Gray today. Fantastic. Yes. Wonderful. Um, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, today, well, we do have some announcements that we want to make sure that we get through, let our listeners always know what's going on. Um, and then jump right into the content for today because I, I do feel like it's one of those days where I've got a lot of ground that I kind of would like to cover if it's possible. And so um, I want to move quickly enough to try to get through all of it, but not too quick to where the connections aren't um, effectively made or maybe some of the content gets left out. So I'll try to be really careful and not be unnecessarily wordy. Okay. All right. Well, announcements. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, the Marriage Family Life Conference uh, July 7th to the 9th, uh, Tupelo, Mississippi. Make sure you register for the conference, marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. Uh, it's going to be a great time for the whole family. We have something for uh, the children, ages 4 to 17 as well, the Youth Apologetics Track, where they will be ministered to as well. We have some great speakers. If you want to find out who those speakers are, you can go to marriagefamilylife.net, and you can see the lineup of speakers. Uh, man, it's just going to be just a great, great event. Also, um, on March 20th, uh, that's a Sunday evening, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m., I'll be speaking at a daddy-daughter banquet at First Baptist Church, Baldwin, Mississippi. If you would like to uh, attend, you can call 662-365-5201 uh, to reserve tickets. Uh, tickets are $30, uh, regardless of how many daughters. And so it's just going to be just a great time. So if you have 10 daughters, $30. Bring them all. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, if you if you would like to be a part of that, please come uh, to that. Also, if you want to email us, you can email us at addisons at AFR. Dot net addisons at afr.net make sure that you uh, uh, follow us on facebook or friend us on facebook whatever you do on facebook uh, and also on youtube if you subscribe to the channel you can watch the broadcast live there so make sure you do that all right all right all right okay so today i want to talk about the path of least resistance and and kind of maybe mean this in a couple different ways um, but I want to unpack it carefully. And, you know, one of the things that we try to do really is we say this often, recalibrate our listeners. Like, how do we get back? As we were talking about yesterday, how do we get back on message? Like, how do we go back to the scripture for all of our engagement? And and I think when we have existed as um, believers in America, um, but kind of, you know, not truly adopting a biblical worldview which means that it informs how we live, not just, you know, what we say when we're in church, but it informs how we live even once we're outside um, in the public square. I think because we haven't done this largely, it's going to be really uncomfortable for us to navigate 
uh, the wisdom of God and what God was communicating to us or is communicating to us through the scriptures, both old and new. And so yesterday we were talking about how the liberals are able to just kind of like practice this incredible message discipline. I mean, they are just able to stay on topic. And we unfortunately are not able to do that, I think, in part because we call into question um, the message. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush here yeah, and say that yeah. that's everyone. But I think if we were really to explore what our problems are, you know, as Christians living in 21st century America, I think we kind of hesitate at the biblical worldview line. We hesitate right there because we're not really sure if we can trust all of the positions that the Bible prescribes for mm. us. And so so what I want to do today is I want to make some connections and I want to talk about the severity of the holiness of God um, and how all of this kind of informs where we stand on issues. Yes. But then also we are able to observe the enemy's attack on what we know to be true about the holiness of God mm-hmm. at our points of, of, of great weakness. And, and let me explain that. And, and I, don't, I don't mean for it to sound all jumbled up, but I'm going to string together several current event stories just to make a point that what the enemy is doing in our culture right now, and some Christians are complicit in this, is that he is seeking out and taking very successfully the path of least resistance to wear down mature believers. Mm -hmm. So it's supposed to be that mature believers are supposed to be working to protect the weak and the innocent among us, right? Like those who are weak, um, man, we're supposed to be helping them. Uh, The Bible is very clear about this. As it is, though, you've got the weak among us who are being um, mobilized against us, the the Mm -hmm. older believers, Mm -hmm. the younger Maybe they're believers, maybe they're not, I don't know. But the younger ones that are in our fold, okay, um, are being mobilized against us. And I'm talking about our children. And I want to talk about what I perceive the enemy to be doing here in all of this and why it is so important for Christians to, one, um, well, several things. And and this is not in order of importance, but let me say the first thing. You got to believe some of the songs you sing in church, Like some of the songs you sing, you got to connect your heart to that and your actions to that. We used to sing a song where we talked about we had decided to follow Jesus and that there was no turning back. And and we would say things like, though none go with me, still I will follow. Right. We would say that. Um, And I think that for a lot of people for a long time, we kind of we thought that that was true. And then people started, um, you know, to not go with us. And and we were like, wait, <laughs> you know, and, and so then so then you're kind of pressed to see if that's really what you believe. Like, mm. are you, have you really decided to follow Jesus? And if somebody doesn't go with you who you started out with, do you still do you still keep going? Do you keep going with Jesus? What we are seeing today increasingly is that people are saying, well, if it's someone close to me, if it's someone in my family or if it's my child. I'm not going to keep going. Wow. Now, you might think that the Lord is maybe surprised by this or that this is sort of like a new phenomenon. Like you, you might look at this and be like, oh, yeah, this is just because, you know, kids today and, and they're pulling their parents away. And and this has never been seen before. And this has never been a threat. Uh, but you would be wrong. You'd be wrong. Hmm. In fact, God actually calls this out Old Testament. And then we see it again um, underscored in the New Testament that the Lord is very clear about those who would lead us away from him. And it doesn't matter who they are. 
the Lord is very clear about those who, because our hearts would be so tender that we would like, you know, have a new, adopt a new philosophy, if you will, or a new position of what we would then uh, redefine as morality because somebody close to us has now, you know, defected. You know what I mean? So now we start, we start to soften because, because we love them so much. And so then what we do is we believe that, you know, well, maybe in, in some ways, because I love them so much, uh, God has softened as well. Well, not so. Not so. So having set that all up and said that, let me go back and let's look at some of these headlines here that we even talked about yesterday because there's an update, which although will the great, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that I agree with you on this. Let me just say, yeah, you, you I, said, you know, I, go yeah. ahead. No, uh-huh. I, I, I can see that because there was someone okay. else that didn't agree with me on it, but I, okay. you know, I, we can talk about it, you know, and okay. I, I have, I have my, I guess, reasons for the way that I sure. believe. You know, of course, um, of course. Yeah. So we could talk about it. OK, so so let's let's bring this information. And in. there's a lot of information. Oh, man, there's so much ground to cover. OK, so so we were talking yesterday about Bob Chapek, who is the CEO of Disney, and it was all over the world. Exaggeration for effect that Bob Chapek had not weighed in on Florida's House Bill 1557. The liberals on message, they are calling it the don't say gay bill. This is a lie. This misrepresents the bill. In fact, the bill seeks to protect kids from being sexualized, period, without regard to like singling out any type of sexual group or whatever. However, we, you know, speak of these things today. It, it seeks to protect children from third grade down to pre-K that we're not going to sexualize your children, your, sh- your children in Florida. And mm-hmm. as it is all across this country should be able to go to school and not be sexualized. Right. OK, but again, keep in mind the reason we're talking about this. I, I, I strongly believe that there is a reason that this is happening to our children and the aim does not stop at them. I believe that the hypersexualization of our children and indeed the confusion that results when they are hypersexualized at younger and younger ages, I believe that this results in the turning away of the parents as well. Mm, yeah. And the Bible anticipates this. Guys, we are not left to make it up on our own. The Bible actually anticipates this and gives you a safeguard against it. And we're going to talk about it. It's going to make people uncomfortable. I already know. But it's okay because it's in the word of God. And God has written these things for us so that we would learn. We would learn from these things that were written aforetime. Okay. So Bob Chapek, um, according to another story here, this is also from the New York Post apparently has broken his silence on Florida House Bill 1557. Mm -hmm. I actually don't think he has broken his silence on Florida House Bill 1557. (laughs) I think the story tells you that's what he has done when, in fact, you read the story and he has not said anything different than he said the few days before. Like, I don't I don't see anything different. However, people think you're dumb. You know, and and they think if you read the headline that you'll just say whatever they say that the headline says. <laughs> so, but now here's the thing: there are some people who will say, and and I don't know, will the great because we hadn't talked about this going in. Mm-hmm. So maybe you say, but I think it is kind of pointing to where he will go down the line. You think that the pressure's getting to him? Is that is that what you would say? Well, well, yeah, but I, this is what I, I would say: if it was me, there would have been no statement. I said, I got you. I you said what I said. Okay. Or I didn't say what I, I got didn't. you. That's it. Yeah. I feel like these people bully you. You. you it's almost like you got to say something. Agreed. I agree with you on and, that. And they so my bully. my thing is, silence is a statement. I wouldn't have yeah. said anything. Like y'all deal with it. 
Okay. Okay. So, so yes, I can see that perspective completely. I also see, I, I will tell you just as I read this article, which I think is misleading. The headline is misleading. Disney CEO, Bob Chapek breaks silence on Florida's I, I'm, it's house bill 1557. Okay. I'm not going with the headline. It's house bill 1557. I think the headline is misleading because I don't think that even in his speaking out, he has departed from what he previously no, said. He didn't. He didn't mention the bill. So, no, he didn't. So, so he didn't, I don't think. Yeah. But he had to go on rambling about how we're going to be more inclusive. How is Disney going to be even more listen, inclusive? Well, I, I mean, what, what else are they going to do? Like right. what, <laughs> you, right. You're doing the parade. You're doing the, the whole sure. gay, gay day or whatever it's movies. called. You know, sure. the movies is all in. The, yeah. The see, streaming. Just yeah. my thing is, man, don't say nothing. Just. I agree with you. I think what he was doing was making sure that he was adequately being represented in the media. I, I will tell you this. Listen, and this is where, no, this is where public relations gets real sticky. And this is why I couldn't make a go of it. Because what I would want the person to say is what I would say. Okay. And, and so when, when, you, when you are helping a person um, communicate publicly, you have to help them shape what they're going to say in their tone of voice, but in the best possible way. Because Bob Chapek is not only speaking for himself, he's also speaking for Disney. I still believe that Bob Chapek's comments pull us back from Bob, Bob Iger's comments when he was at the helm. I do believe that 100%. I believe that what is coming from Bob Chapek mm. is a way more measured response. Go ahead. Go ahead. We can disagree on this. It's totally fine. Because the thing is, okay, he didn't mention the bill. So that's good. I, you know, I think that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But to say stuff like, I want to be clear, crystal clear, and I want the entire leadership And this is a quote. So go ahead. No, I just want to make sure our listeners know this is an exact support. quote. Yeah. I and the entire leadership team unequivocally stand in support of our LGBTQ plus employees, their families, and their communities. And we are committed to creating a more inclusive company and world. Okay. Like, so, why? but notice, okay, but Will, listen, notice what he's not saying. Notice that he is not saying that he stands against any laws that would protect children. Notice that he's not weighing in on what the government will do to protect children. This is very smart on his part. What mm. he is saying, what, look, his purview is Disney. What so he, he and Disney, and what they do as a company. He already made his statement by saying nothing. Okay, right. And I would. By my definition, he's still saying nothing. So why he made statements? <laughs> so that people said, would not misconstrue what he's saying. Look, there's yeah. a way. Oh, we got it. We got to come back. Yeah. Look, people are loving us. They're like, ooh, the Addisons. <laughs> All right, we'll take the break and we'll be right back. Stay there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio, especially welcome to all of the messy people who were just called and told, hey, Will and Miki are arguing. You better tune in for today. And you just you just went on ahead. And so welcome to you. You had other things to do. And you were like, wait, what? Hold on a second. 
these gardenias can wait. <laughs> you came in from the yard and oh <laughs> just turned your radio on. Um, welcome back. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's Sarah Reeves with details. Mark this day. Um, actually, it happens quite often. Will and I disagree on this. We, we we don't always agree on things. I think usually what happens, though, is that I kind of can see your perspective. You can see my perspective. And we come to like a, okay, well, we will just mm-hmm. fall here. Uh, but on this, though, I, I disagree with you strongly because I don't believe that Bob Chapek has done what the liberal progressives have been pushing him to do, which is to weigh in on Florida's House Bill 1557. He hasn't done that. And I think even though he has said something else, and, and I get you, like, I understand you're you're grizzly. I understand. You're <laughs> like, I'm not saying anything. Like, I got it. I I mean, I get that. I just don't think that his saying something changes his position from a couple days ago. I, I don't think so. I think what they want is for him to stand behind House Bill 15 or I'm sorry, against not behind. They want him to stand against House Bill 1557. And I think he's just not doing that. Now, mm-hmm. I, I hear your point because we were talking about this during the break. So intense was the conversation as we were talking about this during the break. You mentioned, but just how many days are we away from him? Yeah, I mean, look, the, giving his support. The, in my opinion, the thing is, we know how this usually goes. No, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, okay, so he didn't say anything. And basically, he made it known that he preferred to keep politics out of yes. Disney business. All right. Yep. And everybody knows that. Like, that's his, you know. But then, so you have Glad and all these other people. Oh, putting you know, pressure. Putting pressure. Right. All these, you know. You, you got to say something. You got to say something. You need to speak out. You need... Then he come back and give a statement. Still didn't, in, you know, uh, come against the bill, but mm-hmm. he gave a statement now. Look, we are all, we all, you know, support LGBTQ, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to be inclusive and more inclusive. All right. So now, mm-hmm. because the thing is, these people are never satisfied. Never. Right. So I'm looking for, down the line, him to have to make another statement because they're not going to let up. They're not going to let up. And if he was willing to make another statement after he already, you know, they already knew that he don't want to get into politics and all that. I don't see him like bowing up now. And now now it's like, I'm not saying anything else. I already said what I had to say. I just well, don't see it. I, These guys. I, are, and you are, could be right about that. I don't cowardly know. lions. OK, I don't know Bob <laughs> Chapek. I don't know. I'm I mean, just saying he's he's, you know, that he's type. Not, OK. I don't know. You might be right about that. I can't. I don't. I don't know. You know. I. I don't know. He. He. Maybe he's not Braveheart. You know. Maybe. Maybe he's not. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But I do think I. For me, here's what I'm looking for. I'm mm-hmm. looking. The question I ask myself is, what truly was the squeeze coming from all mm-hmm. of the the liberals? The squeeze coming from the liberals was not an affirmation of so-called LGBTQ plus communities and right, and the right. disney employees that's not what they were pushing him for because they already do if that that's not, they that's already not. have that right. they already have that yeah. what they want bob chapek to say is that oh my goodness this and they want him to use the messaging right i'm not going to refer it to it that way because right. it is it's is misrepresentative of what the bill actually is but that's what they want him to say they want him to be like a bob Iger on this i'm with the president on this one, like he's, you know, his virtue signaling is strong with that one. You know what I mean? Like I, we cannot continue to, you know, put our LGBTQ kids at risk. And, and that's, that's what they want mm-hmm. Bob Chapek to say. 
And he has not said that. You think they're going to stop wanting it? No, I, I agree with you 110. I do not think they will stop. As it is now, Bob Chapek has not given in. His so, house has so, not fallen down. So you are totally fine with him making this statement, you know, like after being pressured. So now he has to come back and say something. It's not what they wanted him to say, but he has to say something. So you're fine with this, the, the way that it, this is going. Okay. So I want to be very, let, let me be like JPEG on this. I want to <laughs> be clear. Okay. Uh, when you ask me, am I fine with this? What specifically are you asking me? Because obviously I think, I think, I know, you know, that this is not the way I would respond to anything. This is why I wouldn't be CEO of Disney. So how would, I would you, be how, in and out? How would you respond to some, a situation like that? Maybe not this one because I know this wouldn't be the situation that would. Come but on. I mean, because the thing is, I feel like there's a, a um, the road that he's traveling down is going to yeah. end in. I hope not. Having Will. to like. I hope not. I, I hope and, I, and, I really look, hope that you're not right about that. And maybe I won't I, I really be right. Hope not. Maybe he has more strength than that. But at the end of the day, they Disney is not um <laughs> they are gay gay. Homosexual <laughs> confirm uh, affirming. No, they, you're right. So, you're absolutely right about that. No, whether he say whether he say anything about this yeah. bill or not, we know where they stand and he dug yes. his heels down deeper and said, This is who we are. Yes. Let me tell you, we are in such a drought for courage in this country. Like we are in such a drought as it as it pertains to courage. And and very few people have it, both men and women. Very few have it. So what I'm this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I affirm now because, man, because what I'm not I don't want people to think that I'm standing over here with like Mickey ears. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, hey, here's what you know what I mean? Like, where are we going? You know, that's not at all what I'm. But here's what I'm looking at. I am looking at a form or a type of courage that is hard to come by in our culture. And what does the courage look like? It it looks like this. I am not going to condemn House Bill 1557. I am not going to affirm it. I am going to say what I said again in different language for those who are hard of understanding. So I think the the courage would have looked even more robust if he wouldn't have said anything. If he'd just been like, look. Boom, I, I said what I said. Mm. I said yeah, what I said. I, I could see that. I could see that. But I will tell you, if you were Bob Chapek and I were representing you as a public relations You would tell me to make a statement that... Yeah, I would, I would tell you, make sure that you don't let yourself be misrepresented in the media. I would say that this is what you need to come back out and say. So, now, of so, course, if I were representing you... This would be a totally different situation <laughs> because then I would write for you. <laughs> I would I would write for you. Somebody that probably you wrote stand, that for him. Uh, absolutely. But, There's no question. Well, That's what, why I'm saying I would write yeah, for you. Yeah. You absolutely 100% stand behind House Bill 1557. There is no way parents should live in fear. There's no reason. I'd edit it. There's no reason parents <laughs> should live in fear of sending their kids to school that they're going to be sexualized and sent back home to them different than they left. So, like, there's no reason. Man. So I just have a problem with his, his initial statement not being enough. Like, I, like so what you, you're saying that he didn't say anything different from what he said at first. No. So what, I mean, why, why slightly, do you have to? Slightly different. So because different? in the first article, well, okay. So in the first article, what you actually had was other employees of Disney weighing in and saying that this is what they knew to be true of Bob Chapek, even though Bob Chapek um, himself said that there was no reason that you needed to bring politics um, in into what we do over here at Disney. 
Okay, uh, paraphrasing him there. Mm-hmm. In the article we referred to yesterday, right. there were other employees who um, came to Bob Chapek's defense. Uh, Disney chief corporate affairs officer, a man by the name of Jeff Morrell, uh, defended Chapek's stance in a statement, um, according to The Hollywood Reporter. And this is what Jeff Morrell said about Bob Chapek, quote, whatever Bob's personal politics are, he's not an activist and does not bring any partisan agenda to work. He sees himself first and foremost as the custodian of a unifying brand that for nearly a century has been bringing people together. And he is determined that Disney remain a place where everyone is treated with dignity and respect, end quote. So that is someone speaking on Chapek's behalf that I thought really kind of summarized. I thought it was enough. It was enough summary as to where Chapek stands on this issue. I don't think his statements today um, put him in a different position or even a softer position because mm. what the push is, the push is that you speak out against House Bill I 1557. That. I understand that. But what put him in a softer position is him saying something like, why don't you just... Like, this is what... You're such a warrior. No, I'm just saying, he said where he stands, somebody else vouched for him and was like, man, this guy... Man, like, why you got to come back and say something to reinforce your affirmation of, like, LGBTQ? Well, okay, so, man, I I hate to speak on this issue from purely a public relations stance because this is not the position that I would take. You understand? Yeah. Like, this is not, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't represent him. I couldn't help him right, because right, it would right. violate my conscience. <laughs> right, do you understand right, what right. I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Right. I'm, so, I mean, I so know, just, right. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people who do PR have to be able to disconnect themselves from the things or the people that they are representing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, c- I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. Right, so right. I, it's hard for me to disconnect myself from my biblical conviction on this issue. And he, cause here's what I would want Bob Chapek to say. And everybody knows. Okay. Um, however, if for a moment I was able to look at this from a purely public relation standpoint, mm-hmm. I would say that Bob Chapek has doubled down. I know it appears to you. I understand. It appears to you that he is capitulating because he's come out with some other honey smooth statements. But really, when you look at this from a PR perspective, mm-hmm. he has doubled down. And what do I count as a doubling down? I count it as I'm not going to condemn this house bill. I'm not going to comment on this. I, wish, I said I, I wasn't. And then he well, doesn't. See, doubling down to me would have yeah. been like, I'm not condemning this bill. I'm not saying um, um, for it or against it. I already said where I stand. Okay. I see. That's a doubling down to me. Not like, I see that. We're going to do all things in our power to make mm-hmm. sure. Like a doubling down is like, look, I'm not, this is not politics. I said what I said. Like, look, great case. Yeah. People like, Governor DeSantis. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at people like that, and I don't know who his PR person is, <laughs> but uh-huh. but they don't really care about like he 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 says what he says, like uh-huh. he says what he says, you know. Yes. And and I I feel like, man, that's the type of courage, and 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 you know that I'm that I'm talking about, like well, man, in the face of all this her, kind of stuff, I'm huh. Her her name actually her name is Christina Pushaw. His uh, spokesperson. Well, well, hooray for her. Because yeah, I agree. She I don't agree. make him sound like he like soup mouth. No, she doesn't. In fact, I have another story here. I don't know if you want to transition okay. or just continue. Can we no, argue no, some no. more? No, we don't. Because people are loving this. They're like, man, that's good. If the Addisons can disagree like that and they still love each other. Maybe there's hope for me. 
and Bob. <laughs> Anyways, um, but but did you do you feel like you made your point? I, oh, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I made yeah, my yeah, point. I, I don't know if we were, it, it okay, wasn't. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. I understand so, what you're saying, but I just yeah. like we just disagree. Yeah, and I and yeah. and I I feel like this plays right into your strategy to keep us away from Disney. So moving on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Just just it's just a little wow. joke for the Addison family. Um, <laughs> listen, okay. So you were asking about uh, Governor DeSantis's uh, spokesperson yes. or his public relations person, and I actually have a quote from her in this article that I was reading. And again, man, I don't know if I'm going to get to tie all of this together. I hope that I will. Um, although let me say this, I think it was worth the conversation that you and I just had, Mm -hmm. because I think it, it, it shows that we can think deeply about these issues, right? We can go back and we can consider the information that's given and we don't have to have just a cut and dry response. And I will say this, Governor DeSantis, I was talking to someone today who was telling me about a, a, a journalist he was kind of tussling with Governor DeSantis and this journalist who brought Mm -hmm. up this bill and started started naming the bill, the name, you know, the don't say, uh-huh, you know, don't say, and mm-hmm. Governor DeSantis stopped and say, is that what the bill says? Come on. See, that's not yes. a PR person right there. That's him talking. Now, maybe he got coached, you know, and, I mean, well, cause but look, at the same even time, public relations can only do so much. You got to have something to work. That's with. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I've seen moments with him like that. And I'm not saying yeah. he's perfect. I don't I don't really follow of him course. like that. But for what for what I've seen, I'm like, man, this dude is not afraid to no. like say Boom! No, and and to challenge them right right there, you know. Yeah, and yeah, so Florida's got a good one. Yeah, they do. I agree. They really do. They've they've got a good one, and he's proven it over and over again. And I mean, to the question of perfection, I mean, find one. You know what I mean? Like none of us. Right. So there's right. going to be probably things that you you may hear in in the future that you go, well, I I disagree with that, but I think it's right. I think we're mature enough to be able to look at those situations just like we, we look at what you and I just did. Yeah. We don't agree on that, but we agree on the core things. We agree right. on the things that right. matter. You right. know. And I think probably a lot of Floridians feel the same way with their governor. So anyway, good for y'all. Um, okay, so here is a story that I wanted to bring in that actually quotes uh, DeSantis's spokeswoman mm-hmm. uh, and commenting on House Bill 1557 because all of the guns have come out on this right now. Why? Because this type of legislation could be the type of legislation that you see spreading across the country. And in fact, you already have some states that have some protective um, laws in place for children as far as their education is concerned and what they will be taught during instructional time. Mm. Um, so so I think that this is one of those things where you've got liberals who do not love children, do not care about your children. And I, I think there's an even deeper spiritual issue that we're looking at here. Um, and they are watching what's happening in Florida, because if this kind of takes off or becomes a thing or people think that they actually can protect their kids, then they lose, right? They don't want parents thinking that they can actually protect their kids or that they actually have God-given parental rights. So here is the article. This is um, the education department is threatening Florida over its so-called hateful school LGBTQ bill. (laughs) This, the, the interesting thing to me, and this is from the daily wire, um, this is not limited to LGBTQ issues. And and I, you know, and right. I, I I will say I expect a little bit more from the Daily Wire because like, I mean, <laughs> come on, like, guys, you, you get off their messaging, get <laughs> off their messaging. Right. right. Like, why can't we say things like the sexualization of children, the robbing children of their innocence? Let's get on our messaging because they have PR people that. Well, but this one failed. Like, so this one didn't pass the edit. Like, get back to it. Rewrite it. Give me a new lead. Like, this is not good. Yeah. Get off their messaging. Get on our messaging. This is why we are losing constantly. 
All right, we'll grab the break and we'll be right back. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. But God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. You know, Will the Great, I was thinking about the um, fact that there are roughly 329 million people in the United States of America. And I was thinking how, how many of them probably enjoyed our exchange and, and there will be <laughs> like some who will agree with you and some who um, the rest of the 327 million that will agree with me. <clears throat> right. I gave you two. <laughs> I, I gave you two and that was very generous. No, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And as for King and Country, God only knows. All right. So we're talking about the path of least resistance. Man, I was trying to string together an entire point, but I don't I think I'm going to have to save it. So what I want to do, though, is I want to continue the conversation mm-hmm. um, just as we're going and talking about the great violence that is being done um, to our kids in, in all kinds of ways. But most recently here through um, the attack on Florida House Bill 1557. I mean, it, it is just mind boggling to me how much. Uh, we live in a depraved culture that wants to sexualize children. Now, listen, if we're saying we're protecting kids from sexual instruction from third grade on down in Florida, tell me when you can remember a time before now that that would have been questionable in the least. Like, don't you remember like when you were it was when you were in high school that your parent had to like, you know, give you permission to sit in on that, you know, you're becoming a woman. And you remember in, in the video, it was like, you know, it was like on the film. And you, you remember, I mean, the old the old days where it was like, you know, hmm. I don't know if you remember. Maybe you don't remember that. Okay. Well, well no, not that you're becoming a woman. But well, no, that was, for, you know, that was I don't, those I don't were remember that. See, that's a whole other discussion right there. <laughs> I and, mean, and look, and look, know, Governor DeSantis talk- is like, see, that's why I'm here. I see, I don't know. That's I what I'm doing. You're talking to me, Sherry B. I'm, I'm like, sorry. You know, no, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. It, it, your okay. silence was definite. Yes, I, I understand. <laughs> He's like, I just told you I was brave heart. <laughs> now why, why, why are you trying to feminize me? I don't roll like that, um, man. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, okay, so anyways, here we go. Schools, uh, so the Department of Education is appearing to threaten or seemingly threaten Florida over the state's parental notification bill, which I think, okay, mm. guys, I know it's going to take me forever to get through. Why not have that be the headline, Daily Wire? Mm. Like, why not have Department of Education threatens Florida over parental notification so, bill? So why Boom. not? Why not, though? Why, Man, why, why I would don't they not, know, Will the Great. That, see, that, those type of things make me look at some of these so-called conservative, like, le- I don't, like media I mean, things. I'm not trying well, to come for Ben. No, I'm just saying, just, but why not? Why not? Because Ben is smart. And ben the people over there are smart. smart. So why oh not goodness. come out? See, that's what I'm talking about. I, 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 I don't know. Did that's you, what I'm talking did you about. hear, did you, this is a side note. Did you hear Ben's um, official response to the state of the union address? Did no, you happen to hear that yet? Oh my goodness, <laughs> man. So you know how they usually pick a governor to give the response. And so right. Ben was like, no, I'm going to give an actual response. He's I'm going to, I'm going to listen to the state of the union address and I'm going to write a response and I'm going to give it following. And I listened to it twice. Wow. Okay. Boy, 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 boy. When you talk about somebody who's smart, man, what a great responsibility he has for what God has entrusted to him. Oh, that he would come to Christ. 
I mean, it's just anyway, it was it was very well done. I would encourage anyone to go listen. I want to make sure I don't I don't think that there's anything um, that would be offensive in it that I can remember. Um, Anyways, so so, yeah, so that's a shout out to the Daily Wire. They do a great job. I just there are just some moments that I feel like are pretty critical that I go, guys, stop missing it here at these moments. Like, you know, kind of think it through a little bit and, and be like. Get off their message. Right. All right. So back to the article Mm -hmm. from the Daily Wire. The Department of Education appeared to threaten Florida over the state's parental notification bill. Perfect headline could have been, but not. It's the first paragraph. Warning, quote, that schools receiving federal funding must follow federal civil rights laws, in quotes. Uh, In quote. Okay. So back here, the Secretary of Education, Miguel Cardona, said the following, quote, parents across the country are looking to national, state, and district leaders to support our nation's students, help them recover from the pandemic, and provide them the academic and mental health supports they need. Okay. He continued, instead, leaders in Florida are prioritizing hateful bills that hurt some of the students most in need. What does that have to do with the string of words that he had prior to that? (laughs) Like, what does that have to do with those with those words? Like, how do you I don't know. And what kind of Afghan you make that you can string those together and have anything that's coherent. All right. We continue this again. Miguel Cardona, the secretary of education, quote, the Department of Education has made clear that all schools receiving federal funding must follow federal civil rights law, including including Title IX's protections against discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. He continued, we stand with our LGBTQ plus students in Florida and across the country and urge Florida leaders to make sure all their students are protected and supported. But wait. OK, in quote, pause for a second. Um, really, all the students? Really? How, how do you say that those students who do not want to have their rights violated being inundated with messages that conflict with their deeply held convictions. Like how are those students being protected? So, so essentially, as I throw my flag on this play, you do not want to protect all students. Mm. You want to protect certain students. Yeah. The ones that you've already put in a protected class, you've already put them in a protected class. And so you go a step further and, and you make them a victim again. And then you say, we must protect them. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's press secretary, Christina Pushaw, I think is how you say her name, told the Daily Wire Tuesday that she recommends that Cordona read the bill before commenting on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My kind of leader. <laughs> Quote, the bill does not single out any sexual orientation or gender identity. It applies to all discussions of sex and gender from pre-K to third grade. Guys, like, why is this a... So who's struggling? Like who's like the question then becomes who's suffering because their kid can't be taught sex ed at six. Like who's who's hurting? Do you know what I mean? Like who's who's going and crying in the hall because they didn't get to learn, you know, about hormone blockers. Because they didn't get, you know, to I I just don't understand. Anyway, back to uh, Pusha's quotes. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. I don't know. Um, The idea her quote here, the idea that it's inappropriate to instruct seven year olds about sexual topics should not be controversial in the least in quote. I agree. I agree. But the question is, why is this happening? Why do we see this happening? Let me, I I, want to, I want to say something here and I'll do my best to try to get through all of this. Forgive me if we have to take calls maybe on Thursday or Friday, just remember this show, just remember this show. 
Um, I really believe that there is a more sinister reason um, behind the hypersexualization of our children and how this wears down the parents. You see, when you can cause a child to be confused or cause a child to depart from truth, um, then you actually weaken the defenses of those parents. And those parents actually then begin to approve of behavior that maybe just like, you know, three months ago, they would have, you know, n not approved of. I'm going to give you an example here. Here's another story. Now, these, these are not the exact same thing, but I want to give you an example of what it looks like when our kids are led astray and we are weak. When we don't apply the word of God, we don't believe the Bible um, to be trustworthy. So then therefore we don't apply it. Yeah. Um, when our kids fall away, we actually go after them rather than st standing where the stake is in the ground mm. and mm -hmm. saying, no, no. So here's an example. This is from the Christian Post. Um, Stephen Furtick, the Elevation Church pastor, Stephen Furtick, the yeah. uh, me mega church pastor, he and his wife, Holly, are receiving some criticism right now because they are publicly celebrating a music project that their 16-year-old son, Elijah Furtick, has released. Now, I got to give you a warning. Uh, some of what he covers in his music is not suitable for young listeners. Hmm. Let me say that again. The 16-year-old Elijah, Fur Elijah Furtick, the son of Stephen Furtick and Holly Furtick, has released a music project that his parents are celebrating on social media. The problem with this is that what the 16-year-old son is singing about does not glorify God. Mm. Like at all. <laughs> Man. Okay, so let me let, let me um Wow. Again, I got to give you a disclaimer. I'll I'll be careful about the things that I um mention, okay? In the music video for one of the songs called No Hook, Elijah Furtick uh, refers to oral sex and drinking Hennessy and his bro keeping a gun. Um, the parents wow. have come out supporting the son because, you know, my son, mm. my son. Do you, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So in a post celebrating his son on Facebook, Furtick said that he was inspired, quote, you already know how proud I am of you. But today on the release of Teen Machine, which is what the project is called, I want you to know that you inspire me. You inspire me. So how do we get to this place where you've got and, and, and by the way, I, I'm going to um, scoop this all together to make my larger point. When our kids are worn down and then sent back to us with these new norms and these new so-called convictions, mm -hmm. our hearts bleed for them, which is why, by the way, we've been given the breastplate of righteousness by the spirit of God, the breastplate of righteousness that would protect your heart, that mm -hmm. would lead you astray. Righteousness would be a garrison around your heart. Righteousness would protect the heart that would lead you astray, that you would say yes to wickedness because you love the person who is behaving wickedly. Righteousness would protect you in that way. Mm -hmm. As it is, nobody cares. We're just, we just love our people and whoever they are and whichever direction they go, we go right along with them. And we can't do the hard things where we say, no, I reject this. 
This is sin. The Bible has already defined it as sin. Who am I to redefine it? I don't care if you have my last name. I don't care if I carried you for nine months. This is sin. We will not affirm this. But this is an example of what it looks like for a heart to be led astray. So now you take this and you multiply it times all of our kids sitting in these classrooms all across this country that are being told, you know, you really don't know who you are. What you've been assigned at birth is not really who you are. (laughs) You don't really know who you are. And so then you've got all of our, our girls in particular, but all of our kids, but our girls in particular who are getting together in droves and deciding that they're a different gender. Right. And, and then they're going home to their parents after these, these slumber parties. They're going home to their parents and, and they're, they're telling their parents that they need things. They need hormone blockers. They're telling their parents that they, they need to have healthy breast tissue removed. And the parents, because they love their children, they love their children. They look at their children in the face and they say, I love you more than anything. And the problem with that is that they mean it. Mm. They mean it. <laughs> it's not poetry for them. Right. It's, right. it's, it's they, I love you more than anything. Which the Bible clearly tells us if there is anything that we love more than the Lord, then we're not worthy of him. That, that the Lord Jesus Christ, amazingly, as he's, as he's bringing peace on the earth, he actually is not bringing peace, but a sword like these families are going to be divided. Why? Because of him, because of him, because the Lord God calls us as we follow him to do hard things. We do difficult things because he's worthy. We do difficult things because if we don't do those difficult things, then they lead us astray and then they spread like cancer. And so then what's happening in our churches all across this country as well as you've got youth groups that are infected with a type of wickedness that you would not imagine. Why? And because no one has the courage to say, hey, this is sin and we're not going to allow it. This is not just a hangout for the wicked. This is supposed to be a group of kids who are part of this fellowship, who are getting together to share Christ together. And maybe we have content that's appropriate for their age group. Maybe we package it in a way so that they can understand it and receive it. But what we weren't trying to do was to just bring the world light into the church. But that's what it's become because, you know, people just love their children more than anything. And so no one has the courage to stand up and say it's sin. But here's what makes this so much more intense. And here's what makes it so much more difficult for us to deal with is that it's happening inside our own homes. So your kid comes to you and your kid, you know, is I just got to tell you, this is who I am. And this is this is who I'm going to be. And the parents refuse to do difficult things with man. And I, I wish I had a few more moments to take you to the Old Testament and show you how consistent our Lord God is from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He told his people to drive the wickedness out from them. So you don't condone this. You don't, you don't, you don't say, and so look, I'm going to tell you something. And, and here's where it gets real sticky because now, and I think this is by design of our culture, our kids are younger and younger. So we've got our like seven-year-olds and our eight-year-olds who are confused about their sexuality. So that means you got to do the difficult work of pulling back that kid from all of those influences so that you can nurture that kid back to health. As it is, that's not what we're doing. We're just letting them run like wild woodland creatures. Just letting them run. But then if you've got an older kid, a kid who is of age and can live independently and is telling you this is who I am and this is what I'm... 
And and you, man, man, we got zeros and ones. If the person is a Christian, you do this. If the person is not a Christian, do that. If the person is not a believer, man, you want to bear with them. You're trying to, you want to lead them to Christ. But if the person is professing to be a Christian, the Bible says don't even eat with such a one. Mm. I'm not done. There's more to unpack on this until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.